Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. Thank you for being here. Spring, finally in the air in the UK, here in Cheltenham, in the west of England, in the wake of the Cheltenham Horse Racing Festival last week, which uh, is fantastic economically for the town, but it's nice to be a bit quieter for the weeks ahead now after uh, the throngs of people all dressed in tweed, or most of the men anyway at least, now make their way out of the town. But thank you for being here and thank you to the sponsors as well. Local company to me, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out BO underscore Cheltenham on social media, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham. Google it. I think they've got a kind of sub page from the main Bang Olufsen Europe website. We can get a number of contact details for Jason Briggs and his fine team, be able to source whatever you're looking for, whether it's bespoke Bagnolovson equipment or whether it's something through that company, Serene AV, their sister company, which can, I guess, match you with the equipment and the budget, whatever it is, put it all together and, and get you the home entertainment system, big screen, audio, televisual, whatever you're into, if that makes any sense. I'm not the most technical of people when it comes to that, but get in touch with Bagnolovson of Cheltenham. Really appreciate their support. As ever, as I do, Cytoplans Association with the podcast. Cytoplans, a food-based supplement company, take the supplements every day. They're housed in Hanley Swan in the west of England, just up the road here from Cheltenham, a bit northwest of here, 40-minute drive or, or so. And they are a company my father has worked as a consultant with for 20-plus years. We've taken the supplements in that period, my dad being Dr. Mark Draper, who is a general practitioner, doctor, so micronutritionist has run courses in that, particularly fascinated uh, for him, trace elements, micronutrients like selenium and zinc, which I know zinc's been in the kind of press and the popular conscience more consciousness more since the pandemic began. Um, but we, he advocates for the sort of multivitamins in particular from, from Cytoplan, take the foundation formula. My wife does, and I take the Immune Complete, which has everything, your vitamins, minerals, in it um nonetheless if you want to try it more bespoke you may be looking at vitamin d3 vitamin d3 you may call it as we come out of uh, winter slowly the sun is appearing here in the uk but not being uh, much vitamin d on offer from mother nature over the past few months of winter and so if, you, if you're looking for anything like that folic acid whatever you, if you're pregnant if you're um anything else you're looking for iron etc all available at cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co dot uk we still pay for the supplements always say that but at, at a discount rate and a discount rate at checkout is or discount code sorry at checkout is draper 10r my last name d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter r draper 10r right on to the podcast fascinating conversation with adam crofts ceo co-founder of prevail clothing which is basically like a kind of smartphone, Fitbit, 
uh, all coordinated with wonderful sports clothes. And it's just a, a kind of great story of fortitude, creation, vision, and uh, just pure, pure hard work, I think, in terms of uh, managing people, getting this business off the ground the past couple of years during a pandemic. It's a fascinating character. Adam Crofts, who began life as a personal trainer, worked in the fitness industry for nearly two decades now and saw a gap in the market there in terms of the equipment that used to, to monitor, document workouts. And he's synchronized some great sports kit with the software now to, to track your your output, your heart rate, et cetera, your, your metrics of, of performance. So a uh, fascinating conversation. I'll let, I'll let him uh, explain more. But here he is, the one and only Adam Crofts. Adam Crofts, welcome to the podcast Sport and Life. Great to see you. How are you today? Good, thanks, Ed. Good to meet you too. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Well, fantastic to, to have you here. And I, I, you said you're, you're good, but I was expecting you to be sore because I saw online that you'd what, run 46 kilometres, which is pretty far north of a, a marathon, <laughs> to celebrate a billboard or something. Yeah, that's it. I think I think running is a is a strong word. There was a kind of <laughs> like a, an amble, I think. Um, but yeah, it was a good it was a good achievement last week. We um we just launched our media campaign for Prevail, where we celebrated basically how far we've come as a business. We launched the new collection, the new range, and as part of that, we had um yeah a load of billboards up and around Greater Manchester. So somebody in the business, um, I can't quite remember where it came from, had the bright idea that we should. <laughs> to bring it to life run around the route which ended up being a 46 kilometer route so yeah we got uh, myself and our community manager took on the challenge to get around the billboards and we had loads of the team join at different points and we kind of used the tech used the clothing got around the whole billboards and i think about six or so hours later <laughs> the rest of the team which was it was a good day it was a good moment as well so but yeah i was walking a little bit gingerly over the weekend yeah, well, credit to you for doing that. That's, that's epic. I've just had an appointment with um, a knee specialist today, and I thought I was getting away scot-free with a football injury, but apparently I've got some meniscus damage, so I might need to uh, have some keyhole surgery. So I've been told not to do any jogging in the meantime. So um, impressive yeah, that you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, this is the thing with exercise to talk about. It's a double-edged sword. I love playing five-a-side football, but you keep getting injured, so it's a, it's a kind of challenge with with it. But tell us about, about Prevail, because... It's a multifaceted company, it's fair to say, isn't it? But does it, does it sort of have its origins in your love of, of exercise and sport? Is that where it came from? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my background was um, sports science, university, um, moving from that world, always obsessed with, I suppose, taking data from the body, how you use it to aid performance hmm. in elite athletes and consumers in my own training and then working with clients as a personal trainer for years. That was kind of my background, really, where the passion for the health and fitness industry stemmed from. Um, and I suppose Prevail was over the over 10, 15 years in and around the fitness industry was a natural progression of that and an evolution of, I suppose, where yeah, my my passion came from, really. Um, I moved out of the actual coaching and working with athletes kind of um, industry into more of the commercial side of things, worked at the business for five years. And that was a, a deep dive more into the commercial side of the industry, looking at how you build build a model, build a commercial model that works, how you scale a business, how you recruit and build teams and get the best out of teams really. And it was it was really at the back end of, of that five-year journey um, that I, I, and being completely obsessed and with the world of wearables and I suppose frustrated with the limitations in devices in the format they were, in the format they were delivered in at the time. Um, mm that got me got me moving and got the uh, spark and the seed planted for prevail essentially 
what were the limitations that you that you saw in it in in this i guess watches smartphones you know kind of wrist straps whatever there is yeah i think there was, there was many of them really I was, I was always obsessed as well with really why i suppose brands such as om signal adidas under armor i'd always tried i'd all tried and failed to make a, a clothing first solution like for me it was kind of like you, you can wear a device in one situation but not in another, whether it's a chest strap, which mm. would move around when you're training, whether it was a, a wrist-based device that you couldn't lift in or, or swimming, for example. And I suppose whether it was kind of the inaccurate data that was coming from them that was getting more and more apparent, especially within the more elite athlete world. Um, and then I think also like the actual data that came off them and, and the education around that, you could have all this information, but you didn't, no one ever really knew how to use it, what it meant or how to really take action from it. So it was, I suppose it was, it was the, um, the obsession of why no one had made a clothing first solution for me like devices always end up in a drawer run out of battery you never know really know what you're getting from them you need different devices to track a different element of your health or fitness whether it's recovery whether it's performance whether it's kind of stress management so it was like the idea was really why don't we just if if in five ten years devices are going to be something we look back and laugh at for me clothing was always going to be the solution really that's the one thing that stays the same in any activity you do you always wear something to perform into training to recover in so the idea was if we can make a clothing first solution that you want to buy into you want to train that looks as good as anything else out there but beyond that you take more information from the body than anything that's been out there really and present all that information into a simple platform that really just gives you simple educational insight on how to improve your performance then we'll be on to something really so that was kind of where where the journey first started uh probably about three and a half years ago now well it's, ama it's an amazing journey i know there's lots of different aspects to it which we can we can dig into in terms of i guess computer science fashion of, of how things look and, and fit and feel of a uh, sports clothing but when you set out you said about the inaccuracy of some of the existing products on the market what did you want to measure in terms of what were the key metrics was it heart rate i'm guessing things like that what were the, the key components you were looking at i think i think like the basis um that what, what was being tracked was essentially heart rate in ecg essentially and then every, any insight that's derived from that in terms of heart rate variability would give you an indication on how well you recovered or basically what training zone you're in for for any sort of athlete so that was kind of like the standpoint when we look at inaccuracies essentially everything that's kind of taken from the wrist as soon as you it's well proven really that anything you any sort of extreme active activity you get into these inaccuracies can get way out so the fundamental principle for when we were designing and thinking about where we wanted to go with prevail was that bad data in is going to lead to bad education and information out so essentially no data was better than bad data so fundamentally when we was going through all of the r d we wanted to take clinical grade ecg mm. um, as, as an absolute fundamental anything from the heart that's more accurate than anything else that's ever been created was fundamentally like two years of R&D we spent, how can you take this information body that's more accurate than anything else? We also wanted to go beyond that really. We wanted to look at breathing rate, which could, which no one else in the market was doing essentially. Everything was based off an algorithm. So we wanted to go breathing rate actually from measuring through BioZ, from measuring the chest cavity. That would help us look a little bit deeper into things such as stress levels, ventilation thresholds. We wanted to look at movement analysis. We built within the sensor, very clever IMU, because obviously, all of this information you can add a lot of context to through looking at the movement analysis also yes. and everything as well such as like your temperature sensing um, and data logging with that so what we did we spent and I, th I think really why this had never worked before and we did a hell of a lot of research into brands 
the big brands really, the athleisure brands that have tried and failed. And also, I suppose on the flip side, um, technology companies that tried to work with clothing. Um, and I think the reality was that why it's never worked before is you have the big athleisure brands mm-hmm. that their core business was clothing, clothing yeah. first. And they tried to almost uh, play with technology, but it was never really their core focus. They never managed to make it work. But on the flip side, you have the technology companies that were almost trying to a little bit more advanced, but bolt technology onto clothes. Mm. And both never really would resonate with a consumer and an experience that was relevant for a consumer. So we went about essentially building, we had to build the whole ecosystem from the ground up. So essentially the founding team that we put together was a mix of IP attorneys. So we knew how big and the scope was for what we wanted to create. So the, idea, um, the idea kind of sacrosanct for you, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So protecting what we were going to create for over the, over the course of the first two years. and But then beyond that, looking forward to the next five to 10 years of, of ideas, creation, where the market's going, how almost almost dreaming bigger than we could ever imagine, essentially, and then bring it to reality, but making sure we protected that space. So our IP was a big part of the strategy at Prevail from the offset. But then we brought in, to build from the ground up, essentially, everywhere, everything from the knitwear technicians, fashion designers, wow. hardware experts, data scientists, sports scientists, uh, machine learning uh, experts and software <laughs> platform developers, and kind of built a founding team really that was all kind solely aligned on, on that on that one solution and we, mm-hmm. that's how we managed to achieve what we have done over the first two years over the first two years of the business essentially so is it really prim- is it primarily t-shirt style clothing i was looking at the website that that, that measures the heart rate or, or can you have a, a hoodie that measures the heart rate as well and the, the ecg how does it how does it work so i presume you're selling shorts and things like that too yeah, so we, I mean, for the first two years of the business, what we had to do was build what no one else had built before. And, and the format of that was uh, a sports crop for females and uh, smart t-shirts and tanks for males. And how that works, there's what makes the smart wear element of it very, very smart. There's kind of knitted electrodes, knitted stainless steel electrodes that are built into the fabrics of the tops mm-hmm. that basically house an invisible pocket um, that take, can basically have a, a, a very super smart lightweight sensor that fits into invisibly into the clothes so mm. no wires no connectors no metal studs uh, nothing no bulky plastic it's essentially just clothing first um, and that just basically you have your phone it's very simply taps to taps to com- taps to connect with your top and you're activated in your way essentially um, and what we've built is we went through two years of development and testing and validation on everything from the ecg the temperature the algorithms that we're creating everything built in-house we then um super happy with the athletes we were working with the validations we were doing the first market kind of products we built and then the journey from them was essentially transforming two years of intense r d work into a real exciting uh, new direct-to-consumer apparel brand so it's from them we've since we've built out the range from uh low from a essentially a female crop and a men's t-shirt into a full range of um athleisure so long sleeves merino walls um low medium high impact bras and then all the work and then essentially everything else to build around the look so your leggings and your shorts and essentially we created a brand with a purpose and mm. the, the whole idea for us was really that um why would you ever really interact with a brand that just gives you a logo that whole model for us was completely dead for us there was <laughs> essentially there was there was the dumb clothes and now the smart clothes the clothes that you buy into because you get a lot more back you own your information you can validate your progression you can understand how on how well your body's recovering how well it's improving and really track what's important to you just through wearing your clothing 
Well, I bought a chest strap recently. Actually, mentioned that I've had some travails in the past. I ended up taking it back because I couldn't get it to to work well enough. So this is just really interesting. But I was wondering, obviously, there's a vanity metric in wearing clothes. People, some people like their clothes tight, some people like them baggy. Does it have to be exact when you wear a prevail t-shirt or bra or or, or workout top? How does it work? Is it is it quite sensitive? Is it picking things up? Yeah, I mean, like sizing, sizing, sizing is super important. Um, and a lot, again, a lot of the R and D work that we've had to do is is in around the sizing and what sizing works best with what body type and we've been through and tested with pretty much every body type you could ever imagine uh, <laughs> which has been good fun along the way um so the fit the fit of the men's uh apparel currently the smart wear element is is quite close fitting yeah and that's the best possible signal so that's pretty much why we launched in people like I suppose performance leaders and people that are engaged in fitness programs and looking to progress and wanting to track and, and learn about themselves. Um, the super exciting thing about the range this year is as it evolves and we have like quarterly drops of clothing throughout this year coming up and next. And mm. um, we move into like a layered range. So there's kind of like a hidden inner crop and looser outers as well. So yeah, nice. for the more body conscious uh, males amongst us, probably myself included as I'm getting a bit older, um, <laughs> that range really opens up the market for us also. Yeah, it's not the chest I worry about. It's the it's the gut below that sometimes if you it's too tight, it's the issue. Um, what about in terms of of monitoring it, the everyday things that maybe non athletes like, which is the step count and things like that? Does it could you have a leisure wear where you have a sweatshirt that you'd wear all day potentially that that would track your sort of daily output? Uh, this part, absolutely, you possibly can. I think what we try to do is look at. I suppose at the minute there's like there's a huge subscription fatigue where people are buying one device and tracking one thing. They're buying mm. another device that says you're tracking steps um, and et cetera, et cetera. You're subscribing to Strava to get your route pace and distance. Yeah. And then with that, people are, people are like losing information for different elements of what they want to subscribe to. So through the clothing, what we've done is essentially built a platform that I suppose reduces the need to use any other devices everything is built into one platform and pretty much the range that you wear whether it's the recovery range whether it's the performance range what you do is move your sensor in and around each piece of the clothing that you wear and through on-demand testing uh, within the app built through really super slick ui you get all the information that you need as and when you need it brilliant stuff and if you could practically going out for a jog would you need your phone with you or could you have a smart watch with you to, to track to, to dovetail with the app how would you see it see it working if you wanted to sort of monitor yourself as you were as you were exercising yeah currently so at the minute um with version one for this year you have your phone pretty pretty close to you so if you're out for a run you have your phone in your pocket or your backpack or something like that mm. um one of the one of the reasons we wanted to do this currently as well is the speed of insights like one thing we're, we're, we're huge on is that kind of real live data that you can look at interact with in a workout so for example when I was on the run the long <laughs> the long jog <laughs> yes. which say, last week we're looking at everything that's happening in real time from everything from like um i suppose your pace, your distance, your training zones. We've got a first market kind of body load score as well. Mm. It takes into account all your previous weeks, intensities, trainings, recovery scores, and builds like a real time body load score that shows how close to potential burnout you are. Mm. So as well as like being coached for your workout, trying to stay in the relevant training zones for that distance and staying away from injury. That's pretty, pretty awesome. So having the phone there is a key part, a key part of um, key part of the ecosystem currently. Um, if you don't need to look at your phone, you go and do a hit workout, you're going to do um, a run or a cycle or something like that. You, 
we're still tracking and you get a real super detailed summary of everything you've achieved within that session also and it gives you a sense of yourself when you when you first put on the t-shirt in the morning like you say about what intensity of exercise you should perhaps look at because sometimes got that the macho voice inside that says push it or, or maybe another voice inside that says don't push it because i'm tired but this tells you categorically what kind of state you're in yeah absolutely and it's like it's, it's distilling ego from it a little bit as well and i think mm. whether whether you're like an everyday consumer that's trying to trying to progress in one way, shape or form, whether you're an elite athlete, what we don't want to do is um, have people injured in any way, shape or form or burnout. Because that obviously you overtrain, whether you're on, your, on the start of a fitness journey or whether you're an athlete, if you overtrain, you get injured, you, you, you move off your program, you get demotivated and you stop training. So one of, the, one of the real key features that we do is a daily body check, which is a minute test minute and a half test through the app that basically distills over a decision tree of around 66,000 data points into three simple actions, whether you should train, rest or progress. Yeah. And that got you on your fitness program. So we want people to stay, to stay focused, to stay engaged and stay using the, the, the clothing in their journey. And in theory, the app just works with, you had three or four t-shirts that you rotated if you were doing different exercise every day, that would just plug into the app. You have it all connected. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how we position ourselves. Essentially, it's the evolution of clothing, it's smart clothing. Um, and the idea is it's a clothing first business. So instead of like subscribing to an app, essentially, there's no subscription. We believe all the data comes free through just through buying your clothing. So then for us, it's uh, every time you're recovering, every time you're training, you buy a new item if, if you prevail throughout the range, the colors, the styles, and you just move your sensor around your clothes and essentially it's a clothing first model with that. Oh, so the sensor is something that you can adjust on the clothing. It's not embedded in it that you can't see. Yeah, so the clothing itself is just like like you'd expect from a premium-looking sportswear brand. So as much thought, design, two years of R&D has gone into the quality and performance aspects of the clothing itself. Um, tested with athletes, again, like took a lot of feedback from the, some cool guys and girls who worked with over the last two years. Um, the clothing you wear just a normal piece of clothes, you build up your wardrobe, you throw it in the wash like you would do a normal piece of clothes. And the sensor itself um, is a one-time purchase and you okay. just move that in and around, in ah, around your wardrobe. Sick. Oh, I see. That's cool. That's that's cool. And so, it's, yeah, so you're not having to kind of tune in each T-shirt into the app or whatever. So that's uh, that works well. What's it been like for you mentally, cognitively trying to figure out these different areas? How do you divide your time? How do you divide your mental space? Because I'm guessing the actual aesthetic of sportswear and how it feels, how it executes is probably up your up your alley after the sports science and personal training background. But you say the computer software stuff, the fashion element of it as well, the, the mechanics of making it. What's been the, the struggle for you in terms of getting your head wrapped around it all? Yeah, I mean, like my background wasn't wasn't tech. It wasn't. It wasn't computer science. It wasn't hardware. It wasn't. It wasn't garment design. So, essentially, I have no business doing doing and creating what we have done today. So it's been a hell of a journey. But I think the easiest way to describe it is you find amazing people with a, a, a huge passion and experience in what they're doing, and you align a team and get them get them focused on the sole vision of what we wanted to create. And the beauty of that has been we had an amazing founding team. So all we've done essentially over the last three years is build underneath some amazing leaders in each department. And for me, it's, you learn a lot every single day. Um, but I think it's it's the culture we've created at Prevail. Everyone's kind of aligned, super ambitious, there to solve the same problems. There has to be a huge kind of cohesion be between the teams in terms of, for example, none of the solution would work unless hardware were working with software. If software are not working with the garment, design team they're not feeding into ip none of none of this solution would work without every single person in the team 
plugged in and working together. And I think that's the only reason we've managed to achieve it, whereas other brands potentially have tried and failed. So it's been about it's been about people, it's been about building teams, it's about kind of, I suppose, focusing on what's important, mm. where, what's going to help us move faster in, in the right direction, essentially. So team management has been a big thing and just finding and working with good people that are all brought into the same vision. Yeah, well, that's, I think it's an epic achievement in terms of collating people. I just wonder your, your background, because I studied actually sports science at university. I'm a sports broadcaster by, by day now, but I've done a little bit of personal training tra- sort of qualifications on the side as well. And some of the, the integral things they teach you there is about the human skills being, you know, fundamental, even more so than your physiological knowledge or, or training knowledge. Has that been something that you think has, has stood you in good stead as a CEO and, and co-founder, just your ability to, to thread people together, to, to work with people that maybe was forged in the, in the personal training business? Do you know what I think it's that is a super good question. I do and I do think like people skills um, that per- personal trainers have is probably overlooked in, in mm. a lot of different walks of life. I think when you I suppose it's probably 15 years ago now since I've ever absolutely trained trained someone. But even back in the day, then you can get whether it's a kind of a lawyer, a barrister, whether it's a, a kind of an entrepreneur or versus whoever it is. As soon as they get as soon as these individuals that have their own roles and into mm. one room and a kind of it levels of playing field when they're trying to trying to trying to exercise and trying to train and, and everyone's got the same problems out of work you kind of learn that people are just people and I, def- I definitely do think that's probably helped quite a lot in, in the yeah. journey Ravel. it's that I suppose I suppose it's empathy it's looking at people it's looking at what they want to achieve uh, understanding that they've got lives and families outside of what they do day to day as well I, I definitely think that helps yeah yeah, because people get sort of, you can put stereotypes into brackets of computer science people, fashion people, but I suppose when you see past that as you've worked with different people that you actually realise there's a lot of the, the sort of common motivating factors and common emotional factors with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you need that understanding with people. If people are like sacrificing a lot, putting a lot of time and effort in, I mean, like by no no mean shape or form, I'm in like dictating any sort of way, you get people to buy in buying something and give them that opportunity to to build and create and, and be part of something and I think that's that's yeah fundamental to how we've moved forward I think I mean okay. like you never never, <laughs> never jumped into this role and, and with it with the idea of like I want to be a, I want to be a CEO right there's no yeah. interest in that whatsoever but, but you're solely aligned on and building a team that will help us get to the place we want to get to so yeah, I can't really picture the Prevail boardroom with with you and I think your co-founder David sitting there and, and sort of doing an apprentice Alan Sugar style thing and, and firing people or anything like that. It doesn't seem like that's the vibe I'm I'm, I'm getting at all. Um, it's it's an amazing achievement, but you've had some significant investment, which I guess must have been massively gratifying and fostered belief. It must have brought pressure with it. How has how has that been? Because you've had millions of pounds poured in, I understand. Yeah, I mean, so very lucky to meet uh, co-founder. David Noons, who backed the business with Chris Lord on the, from the offset. They're both kind of industry disrupting investors themselves, looking to disrupting industries in, in various difficult verticals. And they've had a great success in that. And before I started Prevail, I think David was a great mentor to me anyway. Mm. And we've got, got the ball rolling with Prevail. He was always there, plugged in. And they backed the business with around $3 million to start with, which helped wow. us kind of build a huge IP portfolio, start building some world-class teams, going through validation, rapid prototypes and getting to a place where we was really, really motoring, I suppose. Um, a caveat to all of that, I suppose, we've, we've, we've done it the hard way in the sense of going, we went through obviously Brexit, then COVID and then everything wow. else coming through. So it's had its challenges along the way. Um, and then when we got to the point where we, we was amazingly happy with um, and getting awesome feedback from the product we did have and in, I suppose good interest from some of the 
key players, some big athleisure brands as well, kind of validated the journey and the path that we're on alongside the IP. So that was when we was like, right, let's set out to do what we achieve now and, and really take this to market. Let's create a new category. Let's build our own audience. Let's go and really disrupt the world of athleisure on our, on our own. And let's really ramp this up. So with that, I suppose part of the problem with meeting investors along the way, and I suppose versus US, how the UK VC ecosystem operates, has its challenges as well. Um, so a lot of the time in the early days, investors were, were saying things like, are you, are you a hardware company? Are you a software company? Or are you a garment company? You've got yeah. to stay in a box. You've got to be one. And we had to push back on that because essentially to make this work, we had to be all of them. And, and essentially we, we are all of them. So that had its challenges. But luckily we managed to meet and we did meet a few people, but we met a fund that completely straight away brought into the vision and they brought in, they just helped bolster the team, bolster the knowledge. And um, they brought in some amazing people in and around the board that again, all completely back to what we're doing. And we've had a great, we're very lucky to have a great relationship with them. So we took um, seven and a half million check from them uh, mid last year. That's helped. Come wow, that must've been sweet. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of think of it, well, you go through the journey, you're like, land this is going to be brilliant. But the reality is as soon as it's there and done, you're like, you're three months into where- Where's it going? Yeah, and, and put it put into action where it's going. So it's been a great journey, great learning curve, um, but very lucky to have some, uh, a great team and a great wider team that, that, that they've brought in also. Yeah, fantastic to grow and learn as you evolve. It seems like you've done a lot the, la the last couple of years. What do you see as the, the goal for it? Because clearly you've got this intellectual property. Do you see it as- prevail becoming a, a goliath of the, of the sports clothing world the sports tech world or do you see it you know one of the, the big boys the under armors the the kind of adidas coming in for you how do you how do you see it playing out we, i mean we've got a we've got a good relationship with a lot of these brands that you just mentioned also they're very aware of what we're doing which is good for me it's been part of the fun part of the battle in terms even in terms of like pulling athletes across stealing athletes across essentially from the brand Mm. to our, from their brands into our brand which is great for us right they're, and that's how we're learning firsthand that an athlete's an athlete these days that they're, they're bored of the typical commercial model pay them a bit of cash do a couple of pictures they want to be part of something that they can help shape they want more from a brand that empowers them to own their own information and take action on it as well they've never had this before so essentially they want more from their clothes than just the logo and that's been part of the fun and part of the battle and um, absolutely in terms of disruption i want prevail to be uh, the brand that any consumer, any athlete wears um, as part of, that gives them a purpose, essentially. When every time you're training, running, cycling, you want to ingrained in Prevail and using the whole ecosystem as part of that journey. Yeah. And so absolutely, we're out there to compete under armors, Lululemons, Nikes of the world. Absolutely. I mean, there's no lack of, there's no lack of ambition in any one of the team. You come into our headquarters and everyone's kind of solely aligned on that journey as well. And it's, yeah, let's get out there. Let's get it to the world as fast as possible. Bring as many people into into the Prevail family as possible. Essentially, and yeah. beauty, the beauty of what we've done was was small, agile enough to do that. Mm. In terms of people that first adopt the technology over, and the clothing over the last few months, we can we can speak to them, right? We can learn from them. We can the athletes that we work with, we can help. We can bring them in. They help shape ideas, whether it's uh, various insights on the app ui in the app like elements of the clothing the style we can bring communities in and the athletes in and we have been doing and that's part of the fun of what we've been doing really yeah and i, I imagine when individuals hear this you and i and people listening we think 7.5 million pounds is a, is a kind of mind-boggling amount but actually if you say it's a relative it's a very streamlined low low budget operation compared to under armor and adidas and these people that tend to move more slowly because they've got so many more people working for them in different layers of of management which is, is massive advantage for you do you feel a big motivation here as well underlying it or you mentioned that the personal training background the sports science background is 
creating a healthier world do you feel that we've you've had the pandemic as you say and a lot of fitness and, and doctors and health people talking about the, the chronic ill health in the uk in particular do you feel it's all part of a momentum where we, we can create a, a healthier future for, for everyone absolutely i mean i suppose that's an instilled passion right it's uh it's helping and the values of the brand it's helping people become the best version mm. they can be and um, that's fundamentally what, what we're out there to do become the best version of yourself better begins here is like our tagline i think if there's any benefits in any way shape or form from what we've been through the last couple of years it's people are a lot more aware mm. and of health data and interpreting health data and essentially wanting to access it information about themselves and take action on it so if anything, yeah, that this this platform, this brand, the clothing allows them to do that in a, in a way that they've not been able to do before. Um, so absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, even after having COVID and things, my brother, his resting heart rate's just got back to normal. He's a very healthy guy in his 30s, but just, I think, uh, maybe two months after having COVID. So it's interesting, he's having that documentation. He's very, very keen, lots of technology, but now you wouldn't need that with the Prevail kit. You'd be you'd be fully on it. Yeah, I mean, and that's, part, again, part of the... I suppose you could look at it, we've gone around that we've gone the long way around doing what we've done, but essentially we spent two and a half, almost almost two and a half years in RD making sure we took more data than any other, anyone else that's ever been ever been taken in a more accurate fashion. And now the beauty of that is as we go into market with leading spearheaded with the brand essentially, is it's a, it's just shaping, refining, looking at what's most important to consumers that we're working with at that time and building that into features that that keep coming through thick and fast within the app. Yeah, well, good for you. It certainly appeals to me because I'm a bit of a technophobe. We did sports science. I did all the bizarre things at, at university at Loughborough with thermometers and, and plastic rubber suits getting the temperature <laughs> up and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's terrified me. I was sort of very low tech after all that yeah. documentation of extreme physiological classes we did and stuff. Um, but it, it sounds it sounds fantastic. And it's pretty simple to it's prevail um, website, prevail.com. Is that right? And it's you, do you want yeah. to spell it for people just in case they spell it? Differently. Yes, it's uh, prevail with a Y, P R E B A Y L dot com, and the same at prevail across all socials, also. And are we can they follow you as well? Because I, th- I guess you're going to sort of try and document your journey because it's, it's a fascinating one, isn't it? From your background to to such a multifaceted kind of cognitively challenging role in a in a, in a company like this, as you say, that crosses so many different areas. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm massively about team, right? So I'm very aware that without the team none of this would happen so i'm just, mm. I'm, I'm massively pushed the business I, I i suppose i respect that people want to hear from me at the same time but yeah um yeah massively keen to kind of celebrate everything we do with all of the team as well and you've got your podcast haven't you which you had talking about sort of athletes declan rice on there which was a cool interview i listened to that yeah i mean so the podcast better begins here we're just about to plan season two now probably take some expert tips from yourself i <laughs> jump on that after this. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some um, notes people can give you those yeah yeah that'd be awesome and um, but the podcast for us it was just a great way for, i mean we work we worked with a, throughout our testing communities and organically whatever we've worked with a hell of a lot of cool athletes from olympians paralympians pro rugby pro football mm. lots of different high-end athletes that performing at the top the reason we tested with these these individuals really to prove it in the most extreme circumstances and really showcase the value and service of prevail so but with that what we wanted to do is um to show that kind of deeper relationship with with the athletes and talk about insights Mm. journeys i mean like how people have different journeys to get to the top you see a snapshot of people performing but you don't understand similar to like a business essentially you don't see all the ins and outs and what they have to sacrifice along the way so we wanted to bring to life the genuine relationship with the people we work with so we put together 
a podcast last year and it was a great way um, to speak to some amazing people like Adam Jamili, Kadena Cox, Declan Rice, Jody Burridge, um, amongst a few others that kind of, um, yeah, it was a good, it's just a good off the cuff way to, um, yeah, showcase the brand. And, the and they liked it, didn't they? You must have been nervous when you're, you know, giving them the kit to try that, that, you know, obviously people can be polite, but they seem sincere and certainly Declan, when I listened to that, that he was, he was all for the equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant, right? So in terms of, I mean, what we've created, the brand we've created is for, for a mass consumer audience, right? So everyone trying to progress and take take action on their own fitness journeys essentially through the brand. But the athletes themselves in, in, the, in the world they're in, they never really have the opportunity, whether it's pro football, pro rugby, any kind of Olympians, they've never, and this is really, this was really surprising, but never had their own ownership of their own information in a way that they can understand and take action off. So with all the, all the athletes and anyone that we work with, they all come into our, our headquarters in Manchester, which is a pretty cool spot in the middle of Manchester. We've got everything from the knit rooms, the design team, the hardware lab, the software team. And then we've got a big fitness suite with the data screens around. So we bring the athletes in, we kit them out, they go, we put them to work, put them through the paces. But a few Olympians sick on the floor, which has been good oh, fun. Man. Wow. Um, but that, that moment when they put the kit on and they see the information come into life and they can see it in a format they can understand in. Um, and it's, They've never never experienced anything like that before. So that for us, it's a genuine part of the Prevail journey to get them in, get them moving, meet the teams, and be part of be part of the brand. Yeah, you're lucky with Declan as well. And he mentioned, didn't he, with West Ham United, they're doing well in Europe this this season in the Premier League, all the domestic cups. So it's hard for him to find any time to exercise because he's usually recovering. Yeah, I mean, he he was awesome, and that's like you get part of the it's, it's an exciting part of it. But you, as soon as you start going to market, you get a lot of interest from a lot of the athletes, um, which is cool. It's humbling. It's nice to do. But with that, you want to, for us, it's like genuine relationships and working with people that we feel really oh. embody the values of Prevail. It's like, like putting the work in focused, good heads on the shoulders. Um, um, and I suppose the people that we've gone to market with and that are really supporting the brand are the people that we feel really truly replicate mm. the values of prevail essentially and Declan was definitely one of them what an awesome guy yeah pro clubs could be a good a good source of uh, association for you couldn't they potentially a customer as well I suppose because they do document now it's it, it's advanced in in our last lifetime how much professional football clubs document of their their players when they're training and, and playing yeah absolutely and I think it's definitely something that's on the radar we wanted to go and prove prove the brand and prove the model essentially with consumers first and, and scale that way. Um, and like I said, we're, we're, we talk to a few clubs, we work with the players that are embodied in, included in a few clubs. So back end of this year, really the, the IP that is there, the technology is there. And it's, if it, if it's, if it's right for us, then we'll, yeah, essentially we could move into team sports at some point soon. And I think it will be a super cool place to do, to work in. And essentially with, with teams like that as well, whether it's athlete management, whether it's kind of, um, like actual internal load performance metrics from players as well. This, it, the market's there for the taking pretty much. Yeah, well, it's the start of an exciting journey, I'm sure. Fantastic. Well, well done for getting here and I really appreciate your time again. Thanks for coming on, Adam. No, I appreciate your time. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to get you some kit set down soon and you can uh, get, get involved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do some uh, do something on the exercise bike. I've said with my knee, I've been told I can't do any jogging at the moment, so I'll have to uh, have to wait and do do that. But that'd be be amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure it'd be not sure it'd wow you after working with those elite athletes. See my my data at the moment, but it'd be something. Hopefully, it would get better as I went on, which would be a, a progression. It's all relative, I guess. You've you, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Fascinating conversation. Really good to get Adam Croft's insight there. And the fortitude, the skills he's he's managed to 
display to to keep those people connected and a fledgling team like that get that idea off the ground i suppose a lot of us have ideas isn't it and something like that that's quite complex as well crossing different fields of of intellect from fashion to sport to the software the computer science which he talks about there and having the kind of mental sort of strength and flexibility to coordinate all of that and, and keep plowing forward and to manifest it from ideas and drawings into actual equipment is fantastic so really appreciate adam cross coming on to share his story check out uh, the prevail website and adam's online as well if you want to follow him and some of the i guess uh, landmarks for him as he is the ceo and co-founder so thank you to him thank you to you for listening to the podcast really appreciate it if you did enjoy it if you could share it itunes spotify wherever you are share the link to i guess social media or just pass it on to a friend text them whatsapp always seems to be for me more influential when someone who i respect you know a friend or whatever recommends a podcast i think often more likely to to listen to it so that's a a powerful powerful thing if you if you do enjoy it and rate it wherever you are as well that'd be really really cool helps kind of uh, get momentum of the podcast and any feedback positive constructive always appreciated in terms of reviews etc well thank you to you thank you to the sponsors bang olufsen of cheltenham and serene av specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installation check out bang olufsen of cheltenham online get in touch with jason briggs and his fine team there in the courtyard in montpellier here in the beautiful town of cheltenham and thank you to Cytoplan as well. If you were looking to optimize your immunity, head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk and want to try some of their supplements after perusing what uh, is available at the website. The discount code associated with this podcast is Draper10R. So it's my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R. The numbers one, zero and the capital letter R, Draper10R. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great week and goodbye for now.